Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Antimasso. I'm here with Evan Knowles. What's up? On this podcast, we're going to be talking about technology in the Midwest, technology in Kentucky, and how entrepreneurship is not just for the coast anymore. We're going to have some interviews, some great stories in these coming episodes. You won't want to miss it. Middle Tech Podcast. Guys, we're so excited to start this podcast. This is episode one. Um, we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, we've been kind of scheming for a little bit. Um, we're coming to you live from Park Plaza, downtown Lexington, Kentucky, mm-hmm. here at Evan's apartment, 17th floor. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful view of the small skyline. Yeah, looking right at the sunset every night over the campus. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're just going to kind of start and just talk about the podcast and why we want to do it. Well, um, let's start with who we are first. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about ourselves first. Yeah, yeah. You want to go first? first? No, oh, yeah. I go first. Voice, man. Okay. So, my name is Nate Antetomaso. That's a long last name. Um, it's probably in the description or something if you want to figure out how to spell it. Um, but I'm from, actually, upstate New York originally. Rochester, New York. Uh, my mom is from Lexington, though. She grew up here. She went to UK, um, and she moved up to Lexington, or she moved up to Rochester uh, to start working for Kodak way back in the day uh, when that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. That's um, so Kodak kind of ran Rochester um back from starting in the '60s all the way um you know through the '70s into the '80s, um Kodak and Xerox together. It was kind of a defining force of upstate New York. So she moved up there. Um, people were attracted to Rochester um from everywhere. Uh, she moved up there. She was gonna just stay there for a few years for the job, then move right back. But she met my dad, um, and she stayed. Um, she told me my whole life when I was growing up that I would go to UK. And I would be a Wildcat fan. And I did not believe her at all, because why would I care about cats playing basketball? Um, but she was right, and I ended up going to UK. Um, I became a media arts and studies major, but really decided that I was into business and marketing um, and kind of how you can bring those two together uh, to build a brand. Um, so that's how I started kind of getting into the entrepreneurship space, um, a mix of that and just being restless and wanting to learn. Um, But also that Kodak story as well. Um, You know, Kodak and Xerox ran Rochester, and they just made such mistakes. And it it was crazy to me how companies' decisions um, and how an entrepreneurial journey can just impact so many people and literally impact a region. You know, upstate New York would have been Silicon Valley uh, if they made a few different decisions back in the 70s. We can get into that another time. Um, But that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in Lexington. That's why I'm into entrepreneurship. So I'm excited to kind of bring that perspective to the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Evan Knowles. Uh, I grew up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, which is a really small town in the middle of Kentucky, uh, you know, just south of Louisville. And I actually went to high school in Louisville. I traveled back and forth, you know, every day. It was a 45-minute drive. Uh, so that was, you know, something different. You know, That's nobody crazy. else from E-Town did that. Um, at least my age. You know, I had several other people that were older than me that did it. But uh, and so that, that was different. I ended up going into kind of the architecture route. You know, I loved, you know, designing things and building things, um, you know, from the time I was little. So I kind of went the architecture route at St. X. Eventually mm-hmm. ended up going to UK for college. Uh, had no idea what I wanted to do. I was actually between, you know, engineering and business. I ended up choosing business for the living learning program. 
because it had the. Oh, is that why you chose it? Yeah, for the dorms. dorms, That's funny. So I I went the business route. Got connected with some friends, uh, who you know my best friends to date. Uh, We started a company called Finance U, and that was my first taste of you know entrepreneurship and and technology. I guess you could say. I mean, I just obsessed over it, uh, and we worked on it. You know, every day in the dorms, we built the company. We raised money on Kickstarter. We raised sixteen thousand dollars to build the company. Um, and we built it. We launched the website, and it worked. And this says freshman and sophomore. Yeah, right? so we were freshmen. Yeah. You know, we were fresh into college, and so we were really young, and we loved doing it. Um, that's all we did. I ended up failing. You know, we didn't get enough, you know, students on there to really continue to, you know, grow the business and then raise any more money or get any kind of revenue. Um, so we shut it down. Uh, but we learned a lot. And then I quickly, you know, moved on to to something else where I met. Um, you know, I just kind of let everybody know, hey, I'm still interested in this technology thing and entrepreneurship thing. And I'm getting hooked up with uh, two people, Greg Morden and Eric Zamudio, who started Fuji. And so Fuji is a whole other story we can cover on another podcast. You know, I think that can be a podcast in itself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, long story short, joined Fuji. There were three of us in an apartment. Now there's 65 employees, somewhere around that number. Um, I moved out to L.A. for nine months to help start a sales office out there. Um, so, you know, Fuji has been, you know, I think, you know, when you think of moments in your life that really change everything, uh, Fuji is that moment for me where you know I've learned so much and spoken to so many cool people that uh, Fuji's kind of what yeah. is going to propel me, you know, going forward. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah, you've really had so many great opportunities with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So this podcast, um, you know, you're back in Lexington now, um, yeah. back from LA, um, and we noticed uh, kind of a gap in, I don't want to say in the market, but just an awareness almost. Um, you know, the the traditional story of a tech company is that it started in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Um, people start it there, they talk to investors there, they find talent there, and they build their company there, and it gets acquired there. Um, you know, maybe that happens in New York as well, maybe further down the Pacific Coast, down in L.A. Yeah, you got um, Silicon Beach in L.A. Yeah, Silicon it's Beach. Rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just those places anymore. Um, people are starting to realize that uh, it's kind of overhyped in a way. Um, yeah. Salaries are very expensive. Cost mm-hmm. of living is very expensive. Real estate is very expensive. Um, it's just a lot of money um, and a lot of competition to do business in those areas. Yeah. Um, Big piece of it is, you know, why people are starting to still go there is, is the network effect. Networking. You, know, yeah. you go there and you meet somebody on the street. You have access to so many different people. Um, and that's that's a big reason a lot of people still you know, open businesses there because the access to talent and networking. But yeah, you're totally right. You know, I think yeah. it's definitely spreading because the the you know what it takes to build a tech company is starting to spread throughout the rest of the United States. You know, mm-hmm. computer science is becoming a really big degree. You know, everybody's starting to learn that tech is you know the best way to create a lot of change. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you're starting to see it spread throughout the U.S. Yeah, yeah, and to say that you know Silicon Valley is over obviously would be a dramatic. Um, overstatement. Um, And that's not what we're saying. Uh, And on this podcast, I mean, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about tech in general as well. Uh, I think middle tech is kind of a double entendre. It's Midwest tech, Kentucky tech, but we're also in the middle of tech. You know, we both work at Fuji. We both um, are interested in technology in general. So we're kind of in the middle of it all. Um, So we want to bring you some local stories. We want to bring you some bigger picture stories as well throughout this podcast. Yeah. I think we have a couple big, bigger picture stories today. Um, Evan's been doing some research into the Ring acquisition from Amazon. Yep. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah I can go into it. Yeah, so I uh, just announced, you know, I think it was yesterday, that Ring, a uh, smart doorbell company, got acquired by Amazon. 
So what Ring basically is, is it's a device that you put on your front, you know, front door where a normal doorbell would, would be. But it's got a camera on there and it's connected to, you know, various other devices and, it's, and more importantly, your smartphone. So let's yeah. say, uh, you know, somebody's dropping off a package, your front door, mm -hmm. uh, motion sensor goes off, camera starts, you get an alert on your phone, just click on the alert and you got a camera real yeah. time of your front door. You're uh, just so watching. Yeah. So it's a really cool tool. Uh, you know, that started, you know, several years ago uh, by a guy in Cal you know, California. His name's James uh, Simonoff. He's actually from the Palisades region. Uh, you know, when I was out in L.A., uh, I loved to go hiking in Malibu and the Palisades region. So it's a really beautiful place. It's awesome he was able to start a company there. But he essentially started out of his garage. Um, and he yeah. actually had a couple. That's the classic story. You know, of course. Starting in a garage. Of course. There you go. Uh, but he had a couple other startups before, you know, Ring, uh, neither of them. Uh, you know, got to where he wanted them to get to. One of them he made a million dollars on, uh, but he ended up, you know, not being satisfied. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, it's a million dollars. What does this mean? You know, overall, I want to change the world somehow. Yeah. Uh, I want so to actually just, make a, a yeah. big impact. Yeah. A tangible and I think that's impact. what you know every entrepreneur wants. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. You know, he kept he kept chugging along, which is what every you know successful entrepreneur does. And they're gonna have their failures. But um, yeah. So he found the company in his garage. Originally, it's called uh, Doorbot. Uh, and he got it on Kickstarter, yeah. know, just like our, the guys at uh, Finance U. Uh, you know, he drained his bank account. Yeah, uh, his wife was all over him. So just a classic, you know, you know, that, startup story. From that is every there, story so. in the garage: drain your yeah. bank account, have your wife yeah. be on you about it. Hundred percent. And so he ended up selling, you know, five thousand doorbells, uh, you know, early on after the Kickstarter, uh, and, and got connected actually to Shark Tank. He actually went on Shark Tank, pitched it. Yeah, and they didn't take a deal. No, no I think did. it was uh, seven hundred, seven hundred million for ten percent. Seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand for ten percent. So seven million valuation. Yeah. They didn't take it. Uh, look what it, they just sold for one point, you know, one billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, and so you know. Can you imagine how much they're just kicking themselves right now? Yeah. Mark Cuban's down there in Dallas, just saying, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta suck. Uh, but eventually. Uh, you know, they, they kept chugging along. Uh, they, they, they had a Taiwan, you know, manufacturer that was making their phone, making their devices. Uh, and eventually they, they switched to Foxconn. Mm -hmm. So Foxconn makes all the iPhones. Foxconn makes everything. They make everything, man. And they're a huge company. Uh, and so, you know, they, they made their you know, devices much more, you know, built out. They had better designs, uh, much cheaper to make, more efficient to make. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a really good, you know, turning point for them. And they raised... You know, a bunch of money from, you know, VCs and ended up changing the name to Ring. You know, yeah. from Doorbot to Ring. Uh, and so Ring has kind of two meanings. You know, it's a, of course, it's the tone of a door, doorbell. But then the idea of having a ring around your house. A ring of oh, security. Oh, really? I didn't even so think about that. That's where the name, yeah, stems from right there is the security piece of it. That's Which cool. is, you know, what Ring is all about, you know, to this point. Yeah. And there are some other weird stories. Like Shaquille O'Neal... Uh, owns, you know, equity in it because yeah. he did commercials for him. Could they not pay him, like, what he wanted, so they just gave him equity? Who knows? You know, that might be Shaq. Doesn't yeah. need the money. He just wants to, you yeah, know, get invested in companies. You know, in the movie adaptation, they'll say they were broke and they couldn't pay for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But that's a, that's a cool story. Um, and, and another cool, you know, investor and somebody that, you know, ended up getting into it was, was, Rich, was Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. You know, Virgin uh, Brands, you know, one of the best entrepreneurs of our, you know, of our time. Uh, and it's cool how he ended up getting into it was he was on his island. You know, he owns yeah. Nectar Island down in the Caribbean. Uh, and he had a, a guest that was on his phone just sitting there at dinner and 
Richard Branson was next to him, and the guest got an alert on his phone, and it was it was his house. Literally talking to him on yeah. the ring doorbell. Somebody you know walked up to his house and, and rang the doorbell, and he was doing like was a, just, a two way communication, right? Yeah, he was call. just talking to the guy at the yeah. front door. That's so cool. You know, Richard Branson was like, "What the hell are you doing right now?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know he described the company to Richard Branson, and he got a hold of you know the company and ended up investing. Yeah. So good for Richard Branson, man. Um, you know he really loved it. And so, you know, it just grew from there. They ended up getting 97% of the U.S. video doorbell market. 97%. Which is like, you know, who knows how big the market is. It's video doorbells. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely other players in the space. Yeah. But they just did a land grab and owned the entire they market. They own it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. They're, they're, probably, they're the number one brand. They're probably. 100%. Whether they are or not, they're yeah. seen as the number one quality. Yep. And so, you know, a big piece of the acquisition I read was. A lot of competitions coming up. You know, they can't own the market forever. Yeah, um, that's a good time to sell to somebody like an Amazon who can scale them even farther, mm-hmm. who has you know a huge network of customers. So it's a, it, it was a great acquisition. You know, yeah. really smart on both parts. Um, and so the revenue for Ring, and this is really interesting, uh, in 2016 was 170 million, mm-hmm. and then just last year was 415 million. Really, just on smart doorbells. And they have a few year other products. Year over year, that increase. Yeah. I mean, wow. They have a few other products, but I mean, their flagship product is the doorbell. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great revenue growth, huge market there. Uh, so, I'll get into kind of, you know, what Amazon's buying here, um, kind of who gets hurt, and then where, yeah. you know, this kind of movement is going of connected devices. Yeah. How, how do you see it integrating with the Amazon platform? Because yeah. obviously, they're pushing so far into IoT with mm-hmm. with Alexa um, and with their Fire Sticks. Yeah. And, you know, they started with the Kindle how many years ago? Um, Sorry, oh, I'm not sure. There's Alexa actually in the background. I got Alexa in my room. Um, but yeah, I get the I get the question. Yeah, just so how, how is how do you think this like cohesively becomes part of that ecosystem yeah. that I'm sure they want to keep very very branded around yeah. her? Yeah, so there's a few pieces there. But first of all, let me explain this IoT concept. IoT stands for Internet of Things. Yeah, and so that's basically where you're starting to see everything get connected to the internet. You've got light bulbs connected to the internet. Your TV your uh, locks on your doors. I mean, your smartphone can connect to anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you put a chip in, you can control it with yeah. you know, with your smartphone and your voice. So the idea of Internet of Things is basically everything connected to the Internet, yeah. collecting data and being able to be controlled you know, mm-hmm. remotely. So that's Internet of Things. Amazon is one of the biggest players in that by far, um, thanks to yeah. their Alexa product. Yeah. Uh, their Alexa product you know, can voice command mm-hmm. and is so powerful with the AI. They were first um, to market with, with such a powerful yeah. device. Yeah, and you know you can argue that's the next huge interface. You know, there's a smartphone, and then there's going to be voice, voice, you know, activated. Yeah. I think devices. we're we're just on the edge of voice. Oh, I think dude, it hasn't even started. I think we're at one percent yeah. of what it's going to be. Oh man, that's a whole. Nother that's another discussion. reason why we're starting a podcast. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so Amazon, you know, the Ring acquisition is you got Apple who has this amazing ecosystem of laptops, you know, headphones, smartphones iPods. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got all kinds of cool stuff. And the reason that Apple is so powerful is because they have all these devices that connect so well. Yeah. So Amazon's going after that, but in the home. In the home. So the home the is voice space. Yeah. yeah. So where is this all going? Um, I think Amazon is going to, you know, of course, integrate this into their existing system. Mm-hmm. And they want to build what's called uh, Amazon Key. Essentially, yeah. it's their ability to get into your home when you're not there and drop a package off. Because mm-hmm. Didn't they already release a camera, though, that was meant to be a Yeah, door? they have. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and you know they had a product that was actually a lot cheaper than Ring. Yeah. Uh, but Ring's just got a great product and already, you know, their market share is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's their move. They want to be able to drop packages off when you're not there. 
mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense considering they're probably coming to your door more than you know anybody else. Um, they're building a huge logistics you know supply chain and, and they're you know totally taking over logistics. So it's really smart move from that standpoint. But again, the ecosystem I mentioned, um, Ring is in a security game. Yeah. You know, smart doorbells is a security play. Yeah. They got motion sensors. They got motion cameras. So again, that ring of security. Mm-hmm. Amazon has everything on the inside. They got the Alexa. They're trying to get the outside of the home. Yeah. So great move on Alexa. Yeah. Um, and and you know, again, you asked where is this all going? The ideal form of a smart home. I've got a smart room. You know, I can <laughs> say, you know, I'm not going to say your name, but I can command my room. Uh, to turn on all the lights, yeah. to turn them a short, certain shade. I've seen it. Um, yeah, I can do all kinds of cool stuff. I can turn yeah. on the TVs. I can tell the TV what to broadcast. Mm-hmm. If I want to watch a YouTube video, I'll just say, you know. So do you have a Fire Stick connected? No, I don't. We've actually got a, a Google um, Google Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, you know, smart homes. But the idea of a smart home is ubiquity. You're able to yeah. just walk around and interface with it without having to touch your phone. Right that now, the, it's, it's too disjointed, though. Yeah, yeah, I totally issue. agree, man. You know, it's early. There's a ton of players. There'll be, um, you know, like there's the, there was a dot-com bust. There's going to be an Internet of Things bust, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. I mean, everybody's trying to get into it. I went to CES a couple of years ago, um, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, biggest electronics show in the world. Um, and, I, and I noticed there's so clear how many people were getting into the Internet of Things, mm-hmm. especially for smart homes. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a bubble. Yeah, there can't be that many players, um, and so it'll be you know it's gonna work itself out, um, and then it'll be you know a few big players just like yeah. the smartphone ecosystem. And I think it'll be less drastic of a bubble though than the dot com bubble because I think we're in a unique space um, with technology right now where we have what is it the big five is what's called Facebook, Amazon, Fang. The Fang Facebook, stocks. Amazon, yeah. Google, Netflix. Apple, Netflix. Netflix is on, the end is Netflix. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we, we have these powerhouses in technology, and obviously, you know, they're working on stuff that we won't see for two, three years right now. Um, yeah. And so be, because the, these companies have so many resources and are so established, um, they're getting these platforms out. They're getting her. They're getting Google Home. They're getting HomePod later. But they're getting these things out to try to become, you know, the owner of the space, whereas back in the dot-com um, bubble in Burst, um, there was nobody really, you know. There was Pets.com, which raised millions of dollars, yeah. and it was I mean, they, just they, a startup, you know. So I think where it's a little going to be a little bit less drastic, but I definitely think we yeah. still get in these mentalities of we get so hyped up about X, and then we realize that we cryptocurrencies. Should've... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's, That's the most recent one. We're actually, yeah. you know, we're actually going to have some you know guest speakers on hopefully to talk about that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, bubbles are always going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a natural phenomenon in financial markets uh, for there to be yeah, you know, ups and downs, especially when new products and excitement you know comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see where it heads. But that the idea of Internet of Things is ubiquity, where you just yeah. walk around, everything does what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. purely because you know you're you know being tracked on your smartphone. Which yeah. personally, I don't have an issue with being tracked. I don't have an issue. No, you know, I, I don't really either. My parents have an issue, and I, there's a lot I of people. I think we're unique yeah. in, in that aspect, and I think that's that's another topic to talk about. Kind of bring somebody on yeah. who is very skeptical in that space. Yeah, um, I think that the whole Internet of Things trend um, really also plays into kind of a, a tech weariness that I believe is is coming on a little bit. Um, you know, for work, we're both on our computers all day staring at a screen. Yep. Um, you know, to talk to my friends, I'm 
texting them or getting on Twitter and rep- replying to them and I'm yep. staring at another screen. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to play video games, I'm staring at another screen. If I want to watch videos or do research for something, I'm staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. I think at some point it's too much, and I think we're at that point, but I don't think we've broken yet yeah. in, in a word. And so I think voice make will make you be able to do so much more without feeling like you're immersed with technology. Technology yeah. becomes part of your life. Your life doesn't become part of the technology. 100%. I think that's going to be a huge um, factor I, I as agree well. with you because voice is a much more natural interaction yeah. with, with people. Thousands um, of years. Millions of years. 100%. Uh, it's, it's it's more efficient. Yeah. You know, because when you're typing something, you got to think about what you're going to type. Mm-hmm. And then you move, got to move your fingers. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're just talking to somebody, you're just spitting. You spitting words. So it's, it's you know, just a more natural way to communicate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So I, and I think this, going back to the original story, I think that this acquisition, you know, just kind of reinforces the the bull market that we're in right now. Yeah, I mean, they got to make moves. You know, Google acquired mm-hmm. Nest. You know, smart yeah. thermostat. They were releasing cameras. Mm-hmm. They were releasing all kinds of other companies. You know, different. They just released different products. Product I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Nest yeah. was a really interesting company that really knocked it out of the park. They got acquired for I don't remember, but I think it was you know low billions. Yeah, was that like three high... years ago or so? Yeah, yeah, a little um, bit ago. But you know, Amazon also acquired a company called Blink, which is a smart camera system. Really, uh, they acquired them just you know maybe a month ago, so yeah, they're making some key acquisitions to you know take over again that smart home space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about Apple's position in the smart home space? It's interesting. You know, yeah. th- they always come late. You know, th- they were first with they. They didn't used to though. The smart, you know? you know, they didn't used to come late to things. Yeah, but I mean, they've still been. You know, I mean, so I mean, they were late to, uh, you know. Smart like smartphones, they they were they were the first you know connect that yeah the way that that worked out and marketed yeah. that perfectly. Mm-hmm. But you know laptops, yeah. um, well, smart they were TVs. the they were the first consumer tablet. They mm-hmm. were the first consumer smartphone. They yep. were the first viable consumer MP3 player. Yep. Um, and then PC, if we're going mm-hmm. way back in the day with the I believe it was the the Macintosh. Apple II slash Macintosh era, making it, you know, very available um, mm-hmm. and out. They kind of took smaller steps back then. Um, but they, I, I'm just really conflicted about Apple right now because I love Apple. I have all mm-hmm. Apple products. Yeah. I love Apple. I have an AirPod in my ear right now. We're recording this on a Mac, and I'm checking my iPhone. Yeah. But at the same time, I just wonder, is is the innovation lacking? And yeah, I think man. this IoT space is, is the most recent example of that, and... The the sound quality on the HomePod is far superior. Yeah, 100%. but a Siri isn't. No, and their timing isn't. No, and when, so, what it what it's capable of doing is you know way behind you know a lot of the other devices, um, and you know I didn't expect that. I expected mm-hmm. something much better out of out of a you know smart home system. Yeah. but again, it's the best speaker. Uh, but you know if you're going to talk about what the best is, it's got to be you know Google yeah. or Alexa. It's one of the two. I think. But, I think for for voice recognition, it's Alexa, but for capabilities right now, it's Google. Yeah, I mean Google. They got the data. They got the data, man. That their AI is is much better than than Amazon's, and then Amazon's is, you know, Apple's just so far behind on that piece as mm-hmm. far as like what you can ask and what can answer. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting if Apple can catch up. Yeah, it'll be and, it'll be really. You know, the thing about Apple is they're always releasing you know products that nobody saw coming. 
Yeah, so, that's true. You know, who knows? They could have some AR goggles coming out. Um, I know they're moving heavily into healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to yeah. start moving into that. They just opened, actually, they just opened health clinics. And that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was employee they're clinics, opening. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're starting with their employees, getting the system down, getting how to, you know, build that, that side of the business. And mm-hmm. eventually they're going to go B2C. You think? No, 100%. With the health clinic. I mean, that's what smartwatches are for. Yeah. I think smartwatches are a health play and yeah. a connectivity play. Um, so I think they're going to move into health pretty heavily because they're going to have the analytics on your on your health. Have smart much data. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's a, I mean, technology nowadays is is, is data. Yeah. The more data you collect, the more you can do with it. The it's more, almost a currency. The more you can build with it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you can say the, these huge tech companies, the Amazons, the Googles, the Alex. I mean, not the Alex, the Apples of the world. You know, they're they're becoming utility companies. Yeah. Data is electricity. Yeah, it is. If if you are using a device and it doesn't have data, then you're gonna you can't you can't yeah. function. Yeah. Okay. So but yeah, it's it's a really interesting space and, and we got deeper into it than we had planned on uh, in this episode and I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be great to report on it going forward. It's also just gonna be great to watch. Yeah. I mean there's something going on every day in the Yeah, there's always a story. Yep. But we're uh we've gone we've talked for a while now. We're at about twenty five minutes right now. I think we should kind of wrap it up did you have anything else you wanted to touch on real quick no not that i can think yeah. of you know amazon and the ring thing was the main topic i researched for this yeah we were gonna we we're gonna talk about some facebook a little bit i think we can kind of push that to next episode um you know i, I think this conversation went well and i'm looking forward yeah, the first to one i think should be you know quick and quick and easy and yeah you know get the audience in so thanks for everybody that listened yeah thank you guys for making it this far you made it 25 minutes with us yeah um, feel free to rate us five stars wherever you're listening, whether it be on Google Play or Apple Podcasts. That'll help us bring this new people and share this on social media. We'll be doing that. Uh, we hope you guys will as well. We'll be bringing new guests on um, coming up in the coming episodes. Always have a timely topic to talk about. And we also want feedback from you. If you have anything that you think we should talk about or you have any feedback for how we should do this podcast, let us know. This was yeah. the first one. We're just going to get better from here. Yeah. Help us improve. Uh, and then I just wanted to mention, you know, guests are something I'm so excited for. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of cool tech stuff going on in Lexington, and there's not enough being talked about. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting some people on here and talking about, you know, what it means to be technology in the technology space in this region. Yeah, and we'll be diving into to some stories, some local stories and regional stories very soon. Yeah, we've got, we got a lot of connections, so we're looking forward to bringing those to you all. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time.